0: Welcome to another episode of Seizing Adulthood with me, AD,
1: And me, Herwin. A
0: weekly podcast where we talk about our misadventures in adulthood so that you can learn from mistakes without having to make them and we can tell you how not to adult. Hello, everyone, and welcome back.
1: Hello, hello.
0: Herwin and I were actually talking about how this may not be such a popular topic to discuss
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because
0: it's not that relatable since not a lot of people would actually take the IELTS or TOEFL So this episode goes out to anyone who plans to take them in the future or who is just genuinely curious to know more about taking those language proficiency tests.
1: And we're just really here to talk about the things we've experienced in preparation for an IELTS exam we took last month so that you guys will also have an idea of what not to do and which things to avoid.
0: Of course, we will also talk about the application process so that you... Our listeners can also have a realistic idea of what to expect, so you won't have to rely on multiple sources of information online.
1: Yeah, and since the IELTS is actually the only exam we took because we weren't really required to take the TOEFL, we will talk more about the IELTS. But we will still of course discuss the similarities and differences between the two since we did plan to take both and had researched both options. So, how should one prepare for a language proficiency test?
0: And what are the things to consider before booking an exam schedule? For the veteran listeners, you know the drill. And for the new ones, welcome aboard. Join us for this episode as we talk about ways to ace the IELTS. And listen to us tell you
1: how not to flop an English proficiency test.
0: Okay, before anything else, Hervin just mentioned off mic. <laughs> mm-hmm. How he noticed I still have the... I have a lisp, but L- lisp. I don't know if it's really noticeable. Mm-hmm. But he said it is, so it probably is. Just a but little bit. Why, why did you have to tell me that now? I'm conscious. Sorry, annoying. Anyway, I have braces again, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. braces 2.0.
1: Resurrection, yeah.
0: After like not having them for what a decade and a half, a decade yeah. and a half, years. My dentist then decided, Oh, you have to have them back even We're though back. you already had surgery and all so yeah it was uh, anyway <sighs> back to our topic please don't mind my list mm-hmm. <laughs> so what made us decide to dedicate an episode to english proficiency tests wow that was hard <laughs> <laughs> well just as herwin said earlier we took the ielts last month as an immigration requirement requ- requirement requirement And we thought it would be helpful to talk about it just so people who plan to take it up in the future would know where to start or what to expect because we seriously didn't know how or where to start before.
1: Yeah, and thanks to Google, we were able to get resources. But let us break them down for you so you don't have to go crazy referring to multiple sources online like we did. Which brings us to how not to flop an English proficiency test tip number one. Do not forget to research the test format.
0: So, usually when we think of a topic for an episode, we have these bullet points where we list list down stuff to discuss and things to include. Don't mind my list! I'm stopping. Because if we rely on things to flow freely, we might lose the point of the discussion and lose track of what we're trying to say. So... When we were discussing the tips for this episode, let me tell you and put emphasis on the first and most important tip. When you start your test journey, and not just for an English test, but for any language proficiency test, the most crucial thing to do is to research the test format. So let us briefly discuss some of the similarities and differences between the two major English proficiency tests before we actually move on to the first tip. Mm-hmm. And I just want to state the disclaimer, like for any other episode we do, we don't claim to be experts when it comes to any of the topics we're talking about. We are basically sharing our experiences so that others won't have to make the same mistakes we did and can actually learn from our encounters. Alright, to start things off, you have to determine the type of test you need to take. Because it's naman if the test or test type you took, right? Or you naman and you took both sayang oras, sayang pera, sayang resources. Oh,
1: nga. Tapos, mahal pa.
0: true, hindi biro yung costs of those tests.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and
0: it would cost more if you were to actually like enroll yourself for review sessions. but yeah, i mean that's why you want to ace it or get a good score on your first try because it really is expensive and you don't want your money to go to waste, right? Mm-hmm. right. anyway, what are the similarities and differences between the IELTS and the TOEFL? and anong ba ibig sabihin ng dalawa? IELTS stands for International English Language Testing System.
1: While TOEFL stands for Test of English as a Foreign Language.
0: For the similarities, both are international standardized tests of English language proficiency for non-native English language speakers. Meaning, both are designed to help a person work, study, or migrate to a country where English is the native language. Mm-hmm. Also, both tests have four sections, which assess your ability to read, listen, write, and speak.
1: Yeah, but the order of those tests is different for IELTS and TOEFL.
0: Right, for IELTS, the sections are in the following order. First is listening, next is reading, followed by writing, and last is speaking.
1: And for TOEFL, first is reading, next is listening, followed by speaking, and last is writing. Mm -hmm. So how can a person know which test to take? Well, that depends on what that person needs. Like, why are you test to begin with? Mm-hmm. Is it for pursuing studies abroad? Or is it for improving job prospects abroad? Or is it for immigration purposes like ours?
0: Yes, it depends on which test you will take. And the institutions, companies, or countries you're applying for will usually state them on which one you need. Mm-hmm. But usually, the TOEFL exam is required by almost every school or university for foreign students who want to study in a country where English is the main language, namely the US, UK, Canada, and Australia, to name a few.
1: Also, I noticed how it's a common assumption that international students require TOEFL or IELTS scores to pursue higher education in other countries, especially in the UK and the US.
0: Right, although it is valid for the most part, that's not entirely true as you can still get admitted to universities abroad without having to take the TOEFL or IELTS. And even if there is no minimum score required to pass both tests... There is a score requirement for whatever it is you will use the results for. Yes,
1: that's why you really have to determine which test the institutions or countries you're interested in will accept. However, if you're not constrained, then at least consider which test fits you best. Right. For example... Uh, TOEFL is longer but conducted entirely with a computer, so if you're like me with bad handwriting, indeed, <laughs> no need to worry about it. <laughs> uh, another important thing to take note of is that the IELTS is generally shorter but more intense, and it has a broader variety of questions and tasks. Plus, it includes speaking directly to an examiner.
0: Right. Also, it started raining. (laughs) Also, it is available. I mean, the IELTS is available both in computer and written tests and also has two test types, general training and academic. And TOEFL tends to, when it comes to costs, TOEFL tends to cost anywhere between 10,000 to 11,000 pesos, Mm -hmm, while mm -hmm. IELTS can be a bit pricier, ranging from 11,000 to 13,000 pesos. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, which test is right for you really comes down to your preferences. Both tests are accepted by thousands of institutions worldwide and have test dates throughout the whole year.
1: Yes, yes, that. Uh, Ad and I really had to make sure that we were booking the correct type of exam needed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, We ran through a thorough amount of reading to properly identify it. And just to be sure, we had discussions about all the information we were ingesting. The best starter question to ask would be, for what purpose does your language proficiency test serve? Is it for work or is it for school? And then from here, it would be easy enough to narrow it down. And then the next would be to take either a handwritten or a computer-delivered exam. We both chose the computer-delivered test since we felt that it could potentially save time and, well... My penmanship really sucks. So that's one less thing to worry about.
0: Mm -hmm. And uh, when you take the computer delivered exam, uh, the results actually come in faster. Mm -hmm. Like just three to five days. But when you take the IELTS handwritten exam, it would take about 13 days for for you to get your results. Mm -hmm. So anyway, after researching we found out that we had to take the IELTS general training test. And from there, at least we were able to have an idea of what to expect for the test because the test material of general training is, well, generally different from the test material given for the academic version. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then we booked our IELTS exam. And this is us already talking about the application process already. Here in the Philippines, you can either choose to book a test through IDP Education or the British Council, and we went for the latter and chose the BGC branch as our testing center.
1: Basically, it's a very easy application process. After choosing a testing center which is either British Council or IDP, choose your desired exam schedule, Pay online through bank transfer, uh, wait for a confirmation, and then start reviewing.
0: I guess uh, dami nang sinabi namin, the takeaway for the first tip is to really do your research on which tests you need to take so that you can prepare yourself properly and have some clarity on what to expect. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's it for tip number one. Do not forget to research the type of tests to take. Next, we have tip number two. Do not underestimate the power of reviewing.
1: Yeah, na. Hmm, Scary. Ah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> uh, no matter how proficient one is with uh, language, the way language proficiency tests are made might catch anyone off guard. Without proper practice, it might be difficult to catch the correct answers, especially since there will always be red herrings to the statements that they provide.
0: Also, I was really scared to go in blind. Like, I know for a fact that if I didn't even bother to check resources or tests, o- tests online <laughs> or review, I wouldn't have done so well because I wouldn't know what to expect or do for some parts of the test.
1: So, <laughs> like, for IELTS, the listening exam will only be played once. So, the way one has to understand and pick the answers out from the audio clip should be made carefully and surely. Kailangan talaga mag pay attention ka and it took several attempts for me to get used to that test type.
0: Yeah, l- d- uh, ano ba yun na nga bubulol ng ako? Nahirapan oh no. pa ako ng words with s. <laughs> 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 the listening test was the scariest part for me, actually, since I know and everyone else who knows me know. I have selective hearing. True. And I really have this tendency to tune out a lot of things. Part one, kasi atayan develop defense mechanism.
1: Okay, you really reviewed that part well. And I have to admit, when I tried listening, the listening mock exam for the first time, I got a score of 22. Out of, Out of 40. 40. <laughs> so, bagsak. <laughs> uh, it was disappointing, but I had to envision that I could do this. So, I practiced several times until I got accustomed to how the conversations would often uh, drop keywords or hints. Eventually, I was hitting scores between 33 to 37, which was way, way better than my first few tests. Uh, if I didn't practice, my scores would have probably been below 30. So, it is naman sa test 1 palang, 37 na agad siya. So, selective <laughs> hearing nga, pero sa lang.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, pero yung mga malin ko naman, kahit first time, mm-hmm. they were negligible. Mm-hmm. So, sa yang rin. But, yeah, please do review because there are so many free tests online that you can actually use to help you prepare. For us, we just bought the Kaplan books from Fully Booked, which is like 900 pesos. And we actually had to buy two copies. Dapat talaga one lang. But then the online resources that come with each book is can, well, rather can only be accessed by one person. And of course, it can't be shared. So, sayang naman, that's why we had to each buy a copy. Mm -hmm. And yeah, when it comes to reviewing, we did it a month before our exam. Generally, we spent like three hours a day after work familiarizing ourselves with the test formats. Then during weekends, we spent half the day reviewing at cafes and special mention high grounds. Hi. We were there all the time to the point that we were staff.
1: Yeah, balikan returned because of their great food.
0: Yeah, and during our whole IELTS prep, that's when I remembered how judgy I was before when it comes to people reviewing in public Areas, Because I was like, Pano kaya sila review is It's so distracting. Then I tried and realized that it all boils down to preference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People really have different ways to learn and take in information. And for someone like me who has been teaching for almost a decade, I should have always kept that in mind. But yeah. Ang saya rin naman pala to study away from
1: home. Mm-hmm. Especially since your bed isn't a few steps away and you're away from the comforts of your home, hindi ka tatama rin, di ba? Mm-hmm. Also, mapipilitan ka talaga to study and condition yourself to learn something because sayang yung binayad mo sa pagkain. Yeah. Uh Actually, I remembered how some of our friends were even surprised to find out that we were reviewing. They were like, eh, Inglisero, Inglisera naman kayo, kaya nyan But no. Overconfidence can be dangerous and can lead to failure. Uh, I remember this line from the narrator of Darkest Dungeon. Lord. <laughs> Overconfidence is a slow but insidious killer. Uh, just like what I mentioned earlier, kahit gano ka when it comes to any language, a proficiency test will always catch you off guard. That's why you should still review.
0: Right. So really take time to practice and go over sample tests. As reviewing can encourage observation, perception, and general awareness Mm -hmm. Which are important skills you need for any exam (laughs) And I guess that's it for tip number two Do not underestimate the power of reviewing Mm -hmm. Next is tip number three Do not neglect the exam time constraints
1: Time constraints, you yeah know. So this is probably my most feared factor. Fear factor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I first tried out the mock exams, the pressure of getting the answers right within a time limit was something that caused me to always be on the edge. Wow. Uh, well, on the edge. Uh, for example, on the reading exam, I had to train myself to pick up information without having to read the entire article. And what helped me were the free videos offered by our IELTS booking. Uh, It explained how to read and pick up information without eating a lot of time. And some articles are paragraphs long and the amount of information in them is so jarring that there is a chance that any information might be misunderstood or completely missed.
0: Uh, I remember during the IELTS exam itself for the reading test, I usually just had to go through six paragraphs when I was reviewing but during the actual exam I had to go over 12 so ang haba and that was like only worth eight questions out of 40 mm-hmm. you know the part where you have to ca- categorize and give a proper heading for each paragraph so sobrang nakakaloko yun if i didn't prepare for it I would have spaced out and wasted time.
1: Exactly. Having the proper understanding and constant application of the techniques provided by the free IELTS videos really helped us lessen the amount of time for that part.
0: Also, I'd like to point out that Herwin and I encountered different test materials, by the way. So we really couldn't compare our answers after the exam except for the listening and writing part. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For the reading and speaking parts we got different test questions and Mm -hmm. test materials.
1: Right. And I think at the end, we should give tips for each exam part.
0: Yeah, like how we usually do it. But going back, please be mindful of the allotted time for each part of the test so that you can maximize the time you're provided.
1: Yep. And that's it for tip number three. Do not neglect the exam time constraints. Mm -hmm. And moving on to tip number four. Do not forget the essentials on your test day. So the biggest essential to not forget well in my opinion is yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't be late. Yeah, important. So make sure to arrive at the test site well before the start since there are verification processes that need to be done.
0: Right. Make sure that on the test day you are mentally, physically and emotionally emotionally <laughs> ready for the exam. Mm-hmm. First hand experience go with essentials, so not first hand, more like second hand, (laughs) kasi na encounter ko lang. So I was lining up to use the restroom before the exam, and I met this other woman who was really friendly and engaged, and she engaged in small talk. She was talking about how she was nervous and that she hopes the British Council would accept the photocopy of her ID, because she left her passport at home, mm-hmm. and in my mind, I was like, "Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh boy!" Because it was specifically stated in the email we got that we were supposed to bring the physical copy of whatever ID we used to register and book the exam. So mejuna tawo na ako for her.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Ako na to continue. Uh, my story is... <laughs> so anyway, uh, after magpaka-marites ako kay AD, asking what they <laughs> talked about, uh, I became observant of how the whole process went. Let me remind you that failure to provide the ID used for booking will automatically void your exam privileges. Mm-hmm. So when it was finally time for the girl to present her documents, they really didn't accept the photocopy and didn't allow her to take the exam. Uh, do remember that they do not give refunds, so forgetting your ID is definitely a capital sin
0: right and that was kana of nang kwento ko yes
1: thank you
0: <laughs> i was actually really sad for her cuz she was so excited and nervous at the same time yet dino naman pala exam and that's what 13k down the drain cuz like you said they don't get or they don't get refunds <laughs> So Yun, whoever she is, whoever you are, I really hope you're able to take it soon, and I wish you good luck.
1: Yes, good luck!
0: And basically, for the things to bring, since we took the computer-based IELTS exam, which is technically still done Mm on-site, so it's not something you can take at home, okay? Okay. We were only allowed to bring our ID and a clear water bottle. So don't even think of bringing your hydro flasks, aqua flasks, and thermo flasks. Bawal yun. (laughs) Just buy a summit or absolute water bottle, remove the label, and that's it.
1: Yeah, literally. The ID and the clear water bottle are the only things you can bring inside the exam room. Yeah. And in our case, the British Council provided lockers for us to store our personal belongings. They also told us to make sure that our phones were turned off to prevent any distractions and it's also a sign of courtesy for all the test takers again be mindful of the things to bring on the exam day and get a good night's rest before the big day mm-hmm. and that's it for tip number four do not forget the essentials on your test day <laughs> moving on to our last step tip number five do not panic this might be the shortest but most helpful tip we could think of. Since AD and I reviewed to our very best, we were able to manage what to expect and at least learn how to mitigate unforeseen events. Uh, for example, since the listening exam is only played once, it's best to move on to the next question. And I'd rather guess the best answer if I missed a statement rather than get all the next questions incorrect. Knowing what to do during stressful test events is a key way of preventing panic attacks.
0: And I guess the best way to avoid panicking before and during an exam is to really prepare for it. Because when you prepare for something, you are giving yourself a chance to know what to expect, so the chances of being caught off guard are mitigated. And if you do find yourself about to have a panic attack remember to control your breathing and practice mindfulness. Also, I read that the primary causes of panicking, spacing out, and blanking out during an exam is usually from cramming, not getting enough sleep, and, well, lacking confidence. And generally, those things can be avoided if you come well-prepared. And I guess that's it for our final tip. Mm -hmm. Tip number five, do not panic.
1: Before we end this episode, what was the most memorable thing you had throughout the entire exam experience? So, ahumunasa sa gut.
0: Nagtanong pala?
1: And that would be the food. Food talaga. Uh, we would like to thank Highgrounds Cafe for being our go-to review spot. I mean, the place provides a great study environment and you can order awesome food off the bat. So thank you din po for the awesome oven roasted bagnet. So, gusto gusto mo na kumain no? <laughs> So kain tayo bukas, after gym.
0: <laughs> for me, I think the most memorable part of the entire exam experience would be the way I answered the speaking test. Mm. Which was so bad. But before that, let me preface this just so that everyone has an idea of how the whole IELTS exam goes. Mm-hmm. The total test uh, time is 2 hours and 45 minutes. There are four test sections given in this order, as mentioned earlier. Listening, which lasts for 30 minutes, reading 60, writing 60, and speaking, 11 to 15 minutes. Each test is worth 40 points and has a band score equivalent with 9 as the highest.
1: Yes, so for IELTS, 9 okay, is the highest naman, score <laughs> you can get, but there are also 0.5s. So uh, even if you don't get a good score for some sections… The other scores from the other sections can pull your grade up as they get the average score f- of all four sections, which becomes your overall IELTS score. So, did I make sense? Sure.
0: Basically, 9999 <laughs> nine, nine, nine for each test, mm-hmm. then they get mm-hmm. the average. But let me remind you, and as I mentioned earlier, that although there is no minimum score required to pass the IELTS, whatever it is you'll use the results for will have its standards. Like, Uh, For us, for immigration, we were required to at least score a 7 in all test sections. Okay, back to my memorable part. And let me tell you, for the speaking test, the first part for me was a breeze since the examiner just asked me basic things like what I do for a living and what my hobbies are. The second part is when you're given a topic to discuss for two minutes with one minute of thinking time. And salhat ba naman ng ko a topic of discussion at naagal ko from cultural appropriation to women empowerment to LGBTQ plus rights and press freedom. The question I got was, what is a large body of water in your country? It. State its significance, talk about its dimensions and the activities people can do there. And I'm like, na begin gave a geography question. <laughs> Amazing. And to be fair, I don't think they're after the content. They were really after how you would describe or talk about your answer. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. your girl was caught off guard. And when I answered, I said, well, Manila Bay. <laughs> <laughs> and when asked about its size and dimensions, I went with, I can't tell you the specifics when it comes to its size, but I can tell you it's very large because there are boats and ships in it. And like <laughs> there was a time when I really had an out-of-body experience where I was judging myself and saying, bitch, what bullshit are you talking about? <laughs> and <laughs> mas pa yung ko na activities when I said People there actually jet
1: ski. <laughs> mm, pwede naman. Jet ski sa basura. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to top it all off, I even said, "Oh, friendly fishermen will also offer you fishing lessons or sell you their fresh catch of the day." I don't know where all that bullshit came from, pero tawang-tawa talaga ako sa sarili ko, please.
1: <laughs> nice. Tus ako pagkain na talaga na <laughs> uh, Well, you
0: sa good more and bad. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: anyway, I think we did great. Uh, I mm-hmm. got a score of 9, uh, 8.5, 8, and 7 for speaking <laughs> 7, right? I also botched my answer. So overall, I got a score of 8.
0: Uh, well, he told you guys his score, so I have to tell mine. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. I got 9, 9, 8.5, and 7. And we all know where that 7 came from, <laughs> speaking. <laughs> overall, I got a score of 8.5. And I was really angry at myself for, a, for uh, quite a few days because I know I would have gotten a perfect nine if I were able to answer the speaking part properly. But hey, it's fine. And I know we both did our best to prepare for the exam. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, we hope you learned something from our IELTS journey. And, you know, if you have any questions about the test experience... Feel free to DM us and we will answer them the best way we can.
1: Right. And before we end this episode, let us go through the tips mentioned earlier for how not to flop an English proficiency test.
0: Tip number one, do not forget to research the test format.
1: Tip number two, do not underestimate the power of reviewing.
0: Tip number three, do not neglect the exam time
1: constraints. Tip number four, do not forget the essentials on your testing.
0: And finally, tip number five, do not panic.
1: Join us again next week when we talk about leading someone on
0: Or stories of paasa sa relationship Or umaasa sa relationship mm-hmm. Actually and umaasa so sa relationship So
1: don't forget next week's episode Alas Juicy O'Clock <laughs> Alas Juicy <laughs> Alas Juicy Thank
0: you to everyone who continues <laughs> to support this independent podcast See you next time AD out Bye Music by Joshua Benzon
1: Produced by Herwin and ADD and Taco Ouch. T